0: Welcome to the fourth episode of the Say Less Podcast. Um, I am starting to get, like, more comfortable. That's why it can probably sound like it a little bit. But, if you keep hearing this, I... Today is going to be, like, a little bit different. Um, but also, at the same time, it's still going to tell you about, like, those deeper issues of different topics kind of delving into like pop culture, like what's going on with everything here and there. Uh, So this is, like I say, a book review. It's the Colleen Hoover, All Your Perfects. And if you have not read this, this episode is going to be a little bit of a spoiler. Also if you can see, or not see, this is, that's dumb, I don't do the video version. Um, if you can hear me like flipping, that's actually like the pages just like turning. Because I have like plenty of different. Like. I write in my margins in different things. I also have a. Per someone's recommendation, I also have a good reads now. So. And my reading era just came at a weird time because. I'm not really that much of a reader, but I was like, you know what, it actually helps make you, like, more intelligent, so, because you're learning words, unless they're using, like, one-syllable words like this, but anyway, um, so first thing that I have kind of in, like, my journal, um, well, not my journal. Um, my book is, it's amazing how, like, deep we go into our minds. Like, thinking, because this is on page 7. Um, like, when she's thinking, oh, well, this individual is a cute individual. Um, maybe I am not, like, that pretty of or beautiful of an individual that my boyfriend has to feel like he gets satisfaction elsewhere that is one of like the lies I guess not only as women but as individuals we tell ourselves you know I'm I'm self-deprecating I'm going to actually destroy my own self and my own self-interest just because of some individual doesn't actually believe I am or, like, what I am as a person does not really think highly of me, as it goes later on to the book, um, you know, you see, like, this different parallelism where Ethan, which was Quinn's first, like, boyfriend or first love, whichever you want to call it, um, fiance at least, he did not really want her to show that he she was able to change a tire that he wasn't able to do like all these different things of sometimes us feeling like insecure in ourselves um because someone wants us to and kind of going to the whole title of the book it's based on Like this kind of phrase, if you only shine light on your flaws, all your perfects will dim. Which a lot of times we do shine like just strictly on our flaws, nothing else. We don't care if like everybody else likes us or not. Um, Now I will say if you are under the age of maybe like 13, it's up to your discretion. If you want to still, like, read this book, it is a very popular book, um, and, I mean, it is, like, Colleen Hoover with It Ends With Us, very popular book, I would say, if you are a parent and you don't really want your kids, like, reading this, maybe, like, read it first, because it, it does... If you do not mind someone, like, macking every two seconds, I I think you should be fine. But if you are one that struggles heavily with books that deal with smut, then maybe this book isn't for you. But anyway, um, you know, I think that's, like, part of human nature, um, honestly. And I don't know if we should really apologize for those things. But here's the thing. Throughout the whole book, um, Graham, which he's like the boyfriend, they come in the picture less than ideal circumstances, basically, is the whole premise of the book. Um, One night, Quinn, which is the female protagonist, and... Graham the male protagonist find their girlfriend and their fiance cheating on each other with the separate you know individual um and so it's kind of like the story about like how Graham and Quinn meet for the first time and how Graham truly loves Quinn and he would give anything and everything for her that's basically what you want to know he's you know in some ways because of all the different things that he does for her like he gets her coffee he does this he tries to go out of his way but um and I'll get to that in just a little bit it's not always reciprocated um and I said this once before and I'll say it again. Marriage is not always like 50-50 or like any relationship, even if it's outside of a marriage setting. It's not always 50-50. Sometimes you can only give 20% and the other person might be able to give you 80 or maybe you both have 10% and you're like, okay, i, I got to figure out how to love you and what the best way of going about it is so also um, so for years and years like after they get married because Quinn always wanted to be a mother despite her troubled upbringing of like having a mom who who never really wanted kids in the first place and well she had two and so like Quinn and both Quinn and her sister Ava never really feeling like they were truly wanted by their mother and like the mother is always like forcing her opinion on because she thinks oh you need to marry for money sometimes and not really love and all these different like things that she kinda believes so anyway like Graham and her Graham and Quinn let me just Graham and Quinn they boyfriend girlfriend they have like the best relationship ever like it's it's perfect um you know, he can kind of see, like, through her. Um, not like in a bad way, but he's kind of like a simp in some ways, like I say. But it's kind of like in the cute, like, you know. Um, but he truly loves her, and she loves him. And, you know, nothing, nothing can change that, right? Well, wrong because once they like get married they try and they try and they try they even go through rounds of IVF they go through all these different things because she is struggl- struggling with infertility um, but let me just back up a little bit on the night of their wedding 'Cause they elope too because, you know, um Quinn's mother is a control freak. Besides the point and she makes things into she into something that they never were. Um, she just like kind of stretches the story. Anyway that's just my my opinion and you know, you can hate me, you can if you read the book you can hate me you can have a different opinion on that um, but basically he has all these like love notes that he will write to Quinn over the years um, and they're not supposed to open this wooden box that he made until their 25th anniversary But something that they always said was, you know, every kind of marriage relationship has Category 5, like, moments, Category 5, hurricane moments. Um, and, you know, he's like, you know, I'm gonna... And I think this is, like, pretty powerful and, like, just a testament to... Anyway, who like Graham is in the storyline, but it's just like he says in one of the letters, I promise to love you now more when you're sick than when you're healthy, when you're, when we're poor rather than when we're swimming in riches. And he goes on and on and on and he's like, even if you remain childless, childless, I will still love you. And, you know, because they're, like, struggling with infertility, Quinn is very much the individual that just kind of blocks out Graham for the most part. It's like, I don't, I don't want to have anything to do with you. But she doesn't even say that. It's just kind of she's numb to the whole idea. And, like, they avoid each other altogether, like, conversation-wise. And all these different things. Like, when they're struggling with infertility. Well, it comes to the point that Graham truly believes that they're going to call it a divorce, um, and so he's like, you know what, gotta open this box and you gotta read these letters that I wrote for you so many years ago, because not only was this supposed to be a box that we were supposed to open up on our 25th anniversary, it's also like a survival kit in case things do go south and whatnot able to like salvage what little parts left we have at the marriage um and you know i don't i imagine infertility can be like difficult on a relationship like anything but um and it just kind of like brings the wedge in between like graham and quinn like You know, but I understand, you understand both sides of it, actually, when you're reading the book, you're like, I understand why Quinn is being so avoidant, but I understand why Graham is at least trying to make everything work, and I just, well, after she reads the letters, this is like kind of the end of the book, she does decide, you know what, we are, and here's the thing. Um, it does not end with them having children so if you're like oh, do they have children no she she, uh, she actually had like a miscarriage and then um like a uh like a two baby it's Um, and then because of, like, what kind of happened, um, she actually ended up having to get, like, a, like, history record of me. Um, and so, you know, I wish they made this into a sequel. Because it would be nice um, just to be like, oh, maybe they do adopt, or maybe they do have, like, and, but, that's kind of besides the point. So, kind of going off of, like, infertility, and that was, like, a long, like, 15-minute conversation, uh, just because it's, like, buried interesting to me um i have known of some people who have struggled with for years for infertility now obviously it didn't and also i know of certain people um online and they're like pretty like open about their struggles with infertility so like I think it really doesn't matter what side of the spectrum you're on, whether or not you full you're like, okay, I'm gonna full and tell everybody anybody and everybody who will listen. Or if you're like, you know what, I just wanna keep this private. I don't I don't think that necessarily matters. But you know what? I'm not I'm just gonna say I have known some people, um, who have struggled with that. And Sometimes it does happen where they do, like, you know, you hear stories about people who after years and years and years of trying, um, they finally, like, have, and, you know, I'm not telling one specific story because this is just something that happens. You, you hear one side where it's like, okay, after years of trying, they finally have that kid that they were wanting um and then you also have that individual who maybe they would like win and they had to have like full um like hysterectomy now i have heard of like uh e e-toptic pregnancy i have heard it's a very slight percentage, um, because, like, once it, like, ruptures, it's, like, pretty much done, but I have heard of, like, some of them, like, actually surviving, like I say, it's kind of rare, um, but it, like, has, it has happened um and like here's the thing though with like having um i'm just gonna pull something up really quickly okay so what i'm finding is around 7.5 percent of the adult population that's what roughly one in six worldwide experience infertility, uh showing the urgent need to increase access to affordable, high quality fertility care for those in need. And honestly, I have heard of like people saying like when you if you donate your eggs that allows it to kind of be this bank for people that they can kind of have like access to it at a more affordable rate versus trying and then, like, not seceding, um, as well as they had hoped, but it does seem like, and this, this may be just because it might have been just a stigma thing, um, Two, so I, but from what I've heard, um, in real life now, all your perfects, it is based on true stories, I will say that, because this happens to individuals, but I don't necessarily think it's based on any one particular person, um, and... It does seem like it's getting, like, more and more, like, prevalent. Um. In, like, today's time frame to, like, have infertility struggles. And, like I say, I don't know if that's rapidly increasing or not. Just seems like it. Um. And like I say, what might have happened is this may have always been like a continuing problem. One in six. You know? Um and one in six does not seem like a lot. But when you look at it on the population as a whole, you're like one in six struggle with infertility. So that family, that family, that family. And then you're like, okay, maybe that's why it seems more, like, prevalent. You know what I mean? Um, but, so, you know, the end of the story with um, all your perfects is they do end up, to like, staying together. She was like, you know what? You, you're enough. You've always happened. You always will be. And I've learned to separate, like, this hurt that I'm feeling with, actually, joy. Maybe, like, some hope later on in the future. And who knows if that will ever, like, come to be. I'm not going to give up, but at the same time, it's okay to not, like, actually have everything, like, perfect and going right in your life. It is okay to sometimes not know what your next step is or not even know if... If you... Um, because the thing is, Graham truly loved her and he knew she wanted kids more than anything he on the other hand it wasn't that he could have cared less but he cared more about quentin than he did about having children um and then she was like okay now i can also separate intimacy from like actually having that hurt and devastation that doesn't necessarily come from like having that because you know what not that that's I I want to make this clear B- because this can be forced upon us that sexual pleasure is all that you are good for and that is all that anyone is good for i want to make this point very clear sexual is not like the top tier of like anything if you love someone you're gonna listen i care more about your personality more about who you are as a person and that's when i fall in love with you i'm just saying like it's The older I get, the more that I truly, because, yes, I was one of those people that was always told, always that, um, and then even, like, shown some things, which I ain't gonna get into, um, that that was all that I was worth, and that was all that I would ever be good for. So, I want to just even though this is a very, very, very smelly book, and it's it's not even that bad in some regards. Like people's like, what? It, it's it's really not. It's in the right context. Like it can be. but good and it can be lovely and true and right it but like there were sometimes some of us have been so drastically hurt that we don't want to love again we want to avoid at all costs and sometimes even I'm like you know what I'm, I'm done. I'm like sometimes I don't, I just want to take off a day off of loving people because I'm like love just love just hurts way too much. Like how do people do it on the daily? I don't know, but it's also about like making sacrifices. And I was like, you know what? Maybe that's like actually the cool thing because. Even though this book, um, it had, like, twists and turns, and you're, like, oh my goodness. Like, I, like, they both are growing distant. You can, you can get back on track. It's kind of what, and that's not, like, to say, like, this book is, like, the perfect book and the perfect analogy of love ever. But... If someone like actually sees you for who you are, respects you, it's like, hey, you know what? I see how comfortable they are within their self, um, I will say like confidence is sexy and it's not like in like a, ooh, like, soup, like, it just is, it's. Now I'm not talking about like the you be a tool and then you like that that's not sexy. Like if you're confident in yourself, but you don't have to make it known to others that I'm I'm good at this or whatever, but you can at least acknowledge, you know, I I know how to change a tire, or I know how to do this. And it's not like a, like, and then the other person can cheer you on, hey, all for it, go for it. So I think that that's, if if you want to read the book, just for, like, that kind of premise of, like, a strong relationship of someone cheering someone on and seeing, like, the the sacrifices the um alternatives you have to make in a relationship in a marriage because honestly i'm not gonna lie i i cried quite a bit about this and just and maybe because it's like love but it's like the fact that for one you don't always really see love enacted this way, where the guy's like, Oh, I'm gonna make you, like, eggs in the morning. You don't have to do that. And you know what? If you want to stay home, you, you can. You can, like, work when you want to. We can move out this direction. We can do this. We can do that. So, if, like I say, if you want to read it just for that specifically, then. Like, that is. That is okay. Like, it's like, you know. Like I say, I've never seen a book read like this, but I've never actually seen it real in real life. When it's like true love and it's just like, I'm going to hold the door open for you. I'm going to get you groceries. I'm going to do this. In a lot of ways, chivalry is dead, but it doesn't have to look like the the old-timey, like, version of, like, almost toxic masculinity, where it's like, sorry, you gotta be in the kitchen, and my job is to be out here working on the truck. Like, it's like, no, it should be a partnership. And, like I say, sometimes it's not always gonna look the same. And, honestly, you need someone. I like, and I'm, this is something not only for everybody out here who listens to the podcast, this is just for me too. Like, you need someone who's going to, like, stand by you through the good times and the bad times. Because if, if you don't look for that, Trust me, you're going to end up settling for the guy who is a walking red flag and you're just like, he has tons of red flags but, you know, my family says I need to like, have a boyfriend so I, I guess, you know what, I'll, I'll settle for for him. Or, like, you know, I, and I used to, like, have a really, 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 for lack of a better term, shitty relationship with myself. Um, and therefore, like, when you have that, I think, you also have a really bad relationship with and I'm not saying like one correlates with the other. But you also have a bad relationship with guys and And when guys would treat you horrible. You were like, Well must have deserved that. I I have no idea what I did, but I must have. Um and, you know, some people are going to say it's, like, from childhood trauma. There might be some of that that is partially true. I mean, you see things and you're like, oh, what's, what's the difference? Um, and honestly, here's another thing that I learned from this book. Um, and honestly, you're like, well, I could have told you that and I actually lived it anyway i have i've seen it okay i've seen it in different relationships and like i say i'm not trying to pull put anyone under the bus um but i can't remember exactly what it says but basically is that you know you need to have like communication you know have like those communication skills and say what you feel like not really hide these dark feelings from people i mean you can hide it from like some rando on the street definitely don't just tell anybody like your business but like when it's someone that you are doing life with like just don't hide that from them um and there were certain people i will say even if you're someone that is close in proximity, doesn't mean that they're close in relationship with you and that you should commune with that person. Um, So, but, like, for a relationship of this intensity, you do want to, like, tell people, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, the... Telling people what's bothering you Even, like, telling people your thoughts. It does not have to be always something bad. Just telling them, hey, like, you know what? Thank you for doing the dishes. Sometimes, I have seen this. Where people avoid that conversation and that confrontation to, quote, unquote, keep the peace. But... it's kind of when we don't really tell people like what's on our mind what's on our heart they can't really help us and like this book also says like sadness is kind of like a spider web it just kind of eats and eats at you and then you have to kind of gnaw your way out of it basically but it's kind of like a hole um And You have to be that shoulder for someone But they can also be that shoulder for you And if they can't Something's terribly wrong Sometimes I'm like I'm always Your shoulder to cry on And then I don't say this as like an arrogant or cocky way But I'm like where is my shoulder when I need it? And I'm not saying that, like I say, that would be rude or anything. Um, But you definitely, like, need to have, like, that conversation, that communion with someone else. And I've seen certain... And I, I do think it is more of, like, an avoidance. We avoid the talk about, like, the unscary. It's... Maybe it's not. People's like, ah, I just, I don't love you anymore. No, that's, that's not true. Okay? Maybe, for one, you never loved me, but I don't even think that's true. Maybe you're just trying to find your way. You're lost. And you don't really know what to say, so you're like, we're done. And maybe if you could like process, you know, I feel lonely, I feel like you don't talk to me because of X, Y, Z. It may not be right, but that confront confrontation is sometimes what's going to bring the marriage together. It doesn't have to be like a shouting match of my trash is bigger than your trash. That doesn't help anybody. But honestly, like saying, and even though this book is about infertility, I think it just kind of shows like the different relationship battles. Like any kind of marriage is going to face Relationship struggles. Um, and you gotta be prepared for the quote unquote category five moments um, of the hurricane and have your resource stocked up because when that time comes and you need it, you need to have this in your back pocket. But I will say. Also, this book said they went to counseling, and it didn't help them. if you listen there are some times I wish people got the counseling they needed and oh what do you want to know I ain't married i i but I, I see certain things like it's like it doesn't take a genius, the, like, place two and two together, um, sometimes, and sometimes I wish that people got, went to a counselor, um, and got, like, professional help, the thing is, some people like, well, that therapist, they didn't. They were wrong, they did all this stuff. First of all, maybe, maybe they were wrong. Maybe you need to find a new counselor. Maybe you guys do not need to go together. Okay? Here's the thing. And, I am awful counseling. want to be like a... Licensed counselor on my own private practice. Here's the issue There are some people that are going to one click with one counselor But don't click with another There was sometimes when group therapy is not beneficial I've been in some of those situations where it feels like they're just trying to one up the other individual and I'm like I don't I don't wanna play show and tell anymore. Can we get out of this? There if there are <laughs> Even though I want to be a therapist. I will definitely put this out there. There are good therapists and there are bad therapists. A good therapist is going to listen to you. Understand where you're coming from. But also flat out tell you when you're wrong. And when something needs to give. A bad therapist is not necessarily going to give you like the tools and the resources. My goal is... I want you, like, if you come, let's say for, like, marriage and family therapy, if you come to someone for marriage and family, if I can English, if you come to someone for marriage and family therapy, you want to make sure that they understand, like, where you're going, what kind of, like, you've been through and also know okay you need to talk to this individual don't just push them away but maybe you guys both need to see therapist separate therapists and come together maybe say okay we don't have to talk about everything in therapy but because that is clinically clinically n- not not no, unnecessary A necessity but at least know okay this is where I stand on the topic this is where you stand let's come together and try to formulate a solution because a good therapist is going to give you those skills so that then you can like build a healthy relationship cope you know what life is not easy it is it is not but a good therapist is going to give you like the tools and the resources that you need to be able to cope because when it's not easy when it is difficult you know what maybe we can talk maybe you and your spouse can talk through it maybe you can go for a bike ride don't even have to say anything Maybe you need a solution in that moment. Because some people are fixers and some people are helpers. And what I mean by that is now fixing and helping is not necessarily the same thing. Nor is it wrong if you're like a fixer or you're a helper a fixer is gonna be like okay let me give you a hundred million solutions for me i would definitely say sometimes i want you to give me a quick fix and a solution other times i just need you to be there and listen and help me like through the process um and people's like what? Isn't that, like, fixing the situation? In a way, yes. But it's listening and then, like, talking you through the steps. Not being like, whoa, well, you need to do XYZ to the fifth power. It's like, no. No, I I can't do that. I can't think about that right now. Um, You know, let's say... Partner A is going through a panic attack. A fixer is gonna be like, okay, let's let's put you on some medication and just kind of stop the effect right there so that then you don't ever have a panic attack ever again. Or like just just snap out of it. Like that is a fixer mentality. Like Dude, I'm trying to help you. Just snap out of it. A helper is gonna be like, okay. But me, it's okay. I'm gonna console you. You're 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 safe. You're okay. There's nothing here that's gonna harm you. Now, while it, you might there's a subtle difference. There's one that could be. Now, you will probably hear me say some things can be harmful or they can be helpful. And sometimes they can be both and. Sometimes they can be either or. And like I say, this goes with a variety of different contexts. So, that's why you're going to be... So, some things are harmful or helpful. And sometimes they can be helpful in one situation but harmful in another situation. So... That's one scenario. Partner A is going through a panic attack. Partner B, like, comes along and assists. Another thing is, partner, like, A really doesn't like the way partner B does the dishes. And these are like really simple things. She can yell at him and just be like, you know what? Get out of the way. Let me do it. Which is what some individuals do. Um, And some people. Now. It really depends on. Like the situation that you have. With the other person too. Um, So you really need to talk about that. But. Like because if you say. So what I would like you to do. Is this. 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 From now on. And this is how I want you to load the dishwasher. That could be an entirely. Proper way of doing it. Um. Although. Sometimes. I will say. Depending on the relationship. Depending. So. Like you really need to have a. Like conversation with this. Um. Like one on one. You're like. Hey. Does this. And also. Like. If that in. Partner bait says you know what every time you say this is the way that I want you to do it it makes me feel insignificant and I feel like stupid and talked down like a child and like you're mansplaining everything to me okay where can we fix this you know and kind of go through those steps um it And people say, but it it takes two seconds to, like, show them how to do it. And then it takes, like, forever to have, like, that conversation of, like, how that makes them feel and all that. And everybody's into that now. Dude, it works. Okay? It takes seven nice things to say to someone to combat that one horrible thing you said out of frustration or did out of frustration so you know what It, it might actually be better over here to just try to make a solution and I know some people some people would hate over here for trying to like have that solution and think that it's wrong to kind of go about it that way because We shouldn't be like. Overly concerned about people's feelings. Or like who we offend. I disagree. (sighs) Because honestly. I think there's a right way. And a wrong way to do something. Okay. And like I say. Sometimes it can be helpful. Sometimes it can be harmful. But. If. You rake someone over the coals. And if you scream at them and yell at them. That's not fixing the problem. And you think that it's showing that you're a bigger person than you are. But it's really not. Slam doors don't solve a conflict. They, They don't. And we're like, well, I just need to blow off some steam. That does not solve the conflict. Now, sometimes what you need to do if you do need to like blow off some steam is like say, you know what? I'm going to go out for a run. Just clear my head. We can have this conversation when I get back or something. Doesn't have to be like, God, I'm going for a run. Like I say, just. And the thing is, you have to. <sighs> it's gonna take some work. Anything good is gonna take some effort. It's just part of the way that this whole thing works. Anything good in life requires. Quite a bit of effort, actually. Um, So, even if you want to have, like, a good, like, healthy relationship, a good marriage, it is going to require effort and work. Um, and honestly, it hurts because I haven't seen a whole lot of healthy, healthy relationships. Um and when I do I'm like well that's that's sus because no one no one should be that happy which is not the way to think about it but when the rubber hits the road that's and that might be completely some of my idioms probably are not the way you're supposed to say that don't hate me on that anyway that's just random but like Colleen Hoover of the two books I've read I've read It Ends With Us um which if you need me to do a book review on that and like domestic violence or just anything I will. But both of her books that I've read, I kind of was left feeling icky about It Ends With Us. Um, and like I say, I could probably do an episode on domestic violence. But with All Your Perfects, um, even though it started off, And it had like periods in this book of uncomfortability and also allowed me to kind of heal from some things. I was like, okay, so it is possible to have someone who truly loves you and who truly cares. Um, And who sees you, um, who knows what you're going through. Of course, like I say, there needs to be open communication, which is not always easy. It's, It's not, especially when you have like quite a bit of baggage. Sometimes you're like, Oh, let me just toss everything out. I don't have any baggage. Other of us, um, have like a fastidious like type of looking suitcase where everything is like manicured just well and people's like, oh, she don't have any baggage. Now you just, you put a bow on it, make it look nice no one really suspects you have baggage um, so honestly that's like kind of my lesson is just let people know not again not everybody cause some, some people don't deserve that um, didn't know that part about you um, they just don't. And you don't have to give that to them. And the crazy thing is I could go on and on about this topic of relationships, marriages, what to expect, what not to expect. But this would just be quite a few episodes. So no maybe i could do an episode on toxic relationship versus a healthy relationship um anyway like let me know if you also like shorter shorter podcasts versus longer podcasts because this one is almost an hour long so let me know about that too. But anyway, if you want to, um, just like read the book again, it's like Colleen Hoover, All Your Perfects. Like I say, for the most part, she sometimes reminds me, uh, even though I've only read two books so far of hers, she reminds me of some of the reasons that I do not want to get married, um, and don't even want to be in a relationship. I was like, I forgot about that, but then you made me get into all my feels. So, if you want to cry, laugh, and also, like, smile about everything good in life, and just kind of someone who's going to treat you with respect, you're not really going to laugh, actually. But you... You're definitely going to feel all the emotions. For sure, for sure. So, just letting you know. But that's the end of the Say Less Podcast, episode four. Again, until Saturday. Peace out.